Welcome to the Greener Way podcast, a show about people, planet, and purpose, and how investors and corporate leaders push forward in a complex world. Welcome to the Greener Way podcast. I'm your host and managing editor of FS Sustainability, Rachel Alambakis. In this episode, brought to you by BNP Paribas Asset Management, we'll be talking about ESG integration in real assets. In joining us for this conversation is Head of Real Assets, Karen Azule. Karen, can you please introduce yourself and your role with BNP Paribas Asset Management? Hi, Rachel. Thanks for having me today. So as Head of Real Assets within the BNP Paribas Private Asset Business Unit, I lead a division composed of teams dedicated to infrastructure and real estate debt. So these two strategies were created in 2017, and they are covering both senior and junior debts through funds and dedicated mandates. So Private Asset is a platform of around 150 people managing more than 35 billion of AUM on advisory. And the real asset division is one of the four pillars of direct investment alongside the third party offering for indirect investment, basically. Okay. So on my side, I have more than 20 years background in infrastructure. So with a mix of um, banking origination and asset management. Fantastic. It sounds like you have a real depth and passion for the infrastructure section. Karen, I know that ESG integration is one of BNP Paribas Asset Management's four pillars of sustainable investment. What does that mean and how do you apply ESG integration to the infrastructure sector in particular? So, yes, indeed, BNP Paribas Asset Management released its first global sustainability strategy in 2019. And we are releasing another update this year. So as you rightly point out, ESG integration is really one of the six pillars of the GSS, and we do absolutely apply this to the infrastructure sector. So taking maybe a step back on what is infrastructure, so it really consists in financing essential assets or services that benefit from high barriers to entry, regulated tariff, and a strong contractual framework. So for these reasons, the asset class has proven to be resilient through credit cycles and offers an attractive risk return profile with what is very interesting in current market environment, inflation-linked features. And last but not least, it's an ESG-friendly asset class by nature, as the, the sectors covered are largely linked to energy transition. So whether it is renewable energy or clean mobility, with uh, electric vehicle charging platforms or rail electrification, for instance. Mm -hmm. Now, maybe how do we apply ESG integration in our strategy? So we have, since the launch of the strategies, a very strong ESG DNA, thanks to our 30 people strong sustainability center. And our funds are categorized either Article 8 or 9 according to SFDR. So first, the Sustainability Center provides an ESG analysis for all transactions. And by, by the way, they, they have a veto right as well in investment committee. Mm -hmm. And this ESG analysis is complemented by an impact assessment provided by an independent consultant with four pillars. So the induced emissions the avoided emissions, uh, the net environmental contribution, and the alignment with the two-degree objective of the Paris Agreement. 
So for the climate impact strategy, we are going a step further with 100% of the assets being sustainable investment and with a target in terms of uh, net environmental contribution. Oh, so that's really interesting, Karen, um, to understand that, you know, for the from a broad base, there's a broad um, integration of ESG risks, risks considerations and then a further refinement of the strategy to have 100% climate impact. Uh, that's, that's a really interesting feature um, and, and escalation of consideration. Indeed. And uh, maybe I can explain as well how we source and originate those uh, those transactions. Oh yeah, absolutely. I'd love to hear. We'd love to hear more about that. So we we identify basically climate impact opportunities through our uh, extensive sourcing capabilities, uh, which is really essential for this type of uh, illiquid asset class and for effective relative value analysis. And this is achieved uh, through our direct origination network. As uh, in the team, we have established relationships and working practices with uh, financial sponsors, uh, banking players and advisors. And on top of that, we benefit from a privileged access to BNP Paribas Group, which is a top tier player uh, in infrastructure debt. And in particular, the Low Carbon Transition Group, uh, which is a team of more than uh, 200 people that is fully focused on originating low carbon assets. So really thanks to this uh, strong origination capacity and uh, proprietary pipeline provided by BNP Paribas Group, which is really differentiating for us. Mm. We are now managing, managing approximately 4 billion uh, euros in, um, in the real estate division. That's fantastic. So is it possible to see real-world impact through an infrastructure investment strategy, Karen? Yes, sure. And we are really convinced we can align infrastructure investment strategy with ESG and impact considerations. Mm. Indeed, more than ever, investors are looking beyond financial performance and value really their contribution to uh, climate change mitigation. But investors also fully understand that not integrating ESG could also impact long-term performance. So maybe to illustrate or give you an example of assets we have in our portfolio, um, we have financed uh, a landmark deal in the Nordics uh, consisting in the provision of wood modular buildings for school. Mm -hmm. And specifically, this transaction offers Finnish communities a seemingly revolutionary solution to the challenge of replacing or expanding aging education facilities without knowing whether they will be needed in the long term. Mm. So that's uh, a good example. And in the junior debt strategy, we have um, also, uh, for instance, provided um, a whole co-financing to a European renewable platform with an advanced pipeline of onshore wind farms or solar photovoltaic plants with pre-agreed terms to give uh, these developers more flexi flexibility to have access to the financings uh, once the plants have fully uh, reached the ready-to-build phase. 
That's really interesting, Karen, as well. I'm, I'm hearing, um, particularly in the example of modular education buildings in Finland, that would seem to not only take environmental sustainable or uh, environmental opportunities, but also social opportunities as well in terms of providing comfortable and efficient education units uh, within Finland as well. Yeah. That's indeed uh, completely the case. For infrastructure, we are usually more focused on the environmental part uh, mm-hmm. of ESG, but the social part is, a, is as well uh, very important for us, uh, especially in what we call a social infrastructure. And this deal is indeed a, a, good, uh, a good example. So, Karen, I'm really interested, um, particularly in this concept of transition and investing in infrastructure companies that are in a position of transition. Is this why ESG integration can be so important for you and your analysts uh, in terms of finding the assets that are transitioning from brown to green? Uh, yes, indeed, Rachel. Uh, basically, it's very important to have in mind that uh, uh, when investing through Article 9 funds, We are financing assets that have already transitioned. Uh, so they are considered already as aligned with the uh, European taxonomy. Uh, but it's true that there are still assets that are transitioning and we can tackle them and we can finance them in funds uh, that are Article 8 funds. Uh, mm. But obviously, those assets need to have already Uh, started that transition um, so that, you know, we cannot finance uh, conventional energy uh, in Article 8 funds, but we mm. can uh, finance assets that are finishing, they're finalizing their, their transition. Uh, and that's also very important. So, Karen, um, the scale of challenges is really huge when it comes to climate change and the scale of investment needed to transition infrastructure is massive. Um, What makes you excited about this sector? Yes, indeed, global warming is really the defining issue of our time and we are at a defining moment. Four trillion dollars are needed annually to finance the transition and reach uh, net zero emissions by 2050. Um, So BNP Paribas as a whole and BNP Paribas Asset Management are putting really uh, sustainability and a fight against climate change at the heart of their business model. Mm. And we are really uh, strongly committed to support the transition. And we uh, strongly believe that infrastructure is really fundamental to uh, to enable the transition, and not only through renewable energy. Um, and what is very interesting is that we are seeing a wide range of opportunities uh, related to uh, first to decarbonization of existing infrastructure. So that's the case for uh, electric vehicle charging platforms, for instance. Mm-hmm. or recycling as well. Uh, but we are also um, seeing new interesting developments um, such as battery storage uh, that are sometimes coupled with renewable energy. Uh, we are seeing as well biogas or methanization projects um, at the back of um, gas uh, supply security uh, in Europe. Mm-hmm. We giga giga factories as well to uh, to supply the booming electric vehicle market, and I may mention as well green hydrogen, obviously on carbon capture, 
which look also very promise, promising with a huge capex needed. Mm-hmm. Uh, and maybe last but not least, natural capital such as forestry is also uh, a new frontier for real assets. And we expect development in this field. And um, interesting to say that um, very recently, uh, BNP Paribas Asset Management announced the acquisition of the majority of a sustainable forestry company, mm-hmm. International Woodland Corporation. So um, this is definitely an area of interest. So yes, uh, there are challenges and the financing needs are massive, but it's really very exciting to, uh, to invest in such uh, evolving environment in our scope. Fantastic. Well, we've been talking with Karen Azoulay. This episode was brought to you by BMP Paribas Asset Management. I'm Rachel Alambakis, Managing Editor of FS Sustainability. Thank you for listening. Thanks for listening to the Greener Way podcast. If you like today's show, remember to rate and review us on your podcast platform and make sure you're subscribed so you don't miss an episode. Any feedback? Contact us on podcast at fssustainability.com.au. I'm Rachel Alambakis. The Greener Way podcast is a product of FS Sustainability, a show about people, the planet, and investing in our collective future. All information in this podcast is for education and entertainment purposes only. The Greener Way podcast gives listeners access to information and educational content provided by discussing numerous financial sustainable options and our featured guests. It is not intended as a substitute for professional, legal, or tax advice. The hosts of The Greener Way are not financial professionals and are not aware of your personal financial circumstances. FS Sustainability operates under an Australian Financial Service License and the exemption made available under the Corporations Act 2001 in respect to any information or advice given. Before making any financial decisions, you should read the product disclosure statement and if necessary, consult a licensed financial professional. For more information, head to the disclaimer page on the FS Sustainability website, fssustainability.com.au.